another show without a producer. Two weeks in a row. So, Drew, if you're listening, cool. I won't forget this. <laughs> Drew exposed. Uh, this is the last show of the semester. It's been a good, we had a good good uh, year of shows. A lot of breaks in the spring there. A bunch of breaks. Kinda, more than usual, I feel like. Yeah. I, feel like we didn't get, yeah, I think it maybe a little bit more. It kind of, it gets weird with the semester because you got like the, the breaks the that we have. I, the fall seems more consistent. You always forget how many breaks there are in the spring semester because you true. have like spring break and then there's also like all these holidays for some like reason. And it's shorter. Days, yeah, yeah, yeah spring you got like shorter. President's Day and stuff. So, and you have Easter too. I forgot about that. So that's all that you get. Like everybody leaves. Uh, but yeah, so last show of the semester. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. NBA stuff is happening. A lot of big stories in the NBA. Uh, that Portland series was yeah, exciting, time hilarious, and insane. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we're not in the NBA, but. It's an exciting time to watch the NBA for sure. For sure. Uh, Chris, uh, we want to do a Christmas baseball show, so we'll lead you guys into that. I think the only thing that I can really think of this week was the Bryce Harper situation. How I think he was, he got, the umpire was calling strikes on him that were like, the ball was barely touching the box, and he was getting mad, and so he struck out, Bryce went to the dugout, he just kept, I think he like motioned towards the umpire, or maybe said something very small to the umpire, and umpire didn't even give him a warning. He immediately threw him out. And so, like, the manager came out. Bryce came out. And then, like, everybody started getting – well, I think the manager and Bryce got ejected, if I'm not mistaken. And then, so, their star player – I can't remember. Um, Jake Ari- – I think Arietta. He star called – Star feels like a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's their number one – he's their essentially their number player. one pitcher. And then he came out – or number two, really. And then he, he came out and he was like, we really need Bryce Harper – and I don't understand why he's being so childish over this. So that's probably the biggest story because a lot of people are saying that, like, he's already being such a polarized figure and he's only been there for a month, really. I think a month is some change. Is it fair to say that Bryce Harper is the Westbrook of baseball? That's a fact. Really? Nah, because he's like, because I feel like, I mean, Bryce Harper shouldn't be as paid as much as he is. He's an above average hitter. He just hits a lot of home runs and makes sports in the top plays. Yeah, I mean, if you think runs. about it, I that just like I just thought he sounds a lot like he like reminds me a lot of Westbrook mostly because of like the the attitude thing and like but if you think about it consistency yeah yeah like they're inconsistent mm-hmm. they don't really do a lot of winning in the playoffs or anything it seems like they should be a guy that's gonna be like leading you to stuff yeah, but not game. really and their um, stats are like misleading because he yeah gets a bunch like of home inflated runs, but then stats he gets, like a two seventy batting average yeah I don't know I feel like there's more there than. Than, uh, than, meets the than people talk about. <laughs> so maybe people should get that going. And then uh, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he has his debut tonight. I don't know if y'all know a lot about Vladimir Guerrero. I didn't until uh, yesterday, and then yeah, I saw a lot yeah. of posts about him. <laughs> yeah, really good baseball. He was a good baseball player back in the 90s. And so his son is batting like 331 in the minors, so he got called up for this morning. So 331? Makes, yeah, he was going off in the, in the minors. So. so hopefully he does good. And, hopefully know, he keeps, does really keeps good. Up the- yeah, I'm hoping he does good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty. Don't want to wish anything bad on him, but it's right. a lot of expectations being a junior to the Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, that's true for sure. And in baseball, because it's so, Such like, a, I don't know, it feels a little random, sport, like, because yeah. you have guys that like can get the yips or whatever, right? And then like mm-hmm. your whole career could just be over because you just forgot how to play. In baseball, like writers are just so much more brutal because of the history and the fact that they just kind of more stuck up people. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, that was a good, good baseball show there. Not a lot of stuff happening. It's supposed to know about yeah. a month, yeah. For, yeah. yeah. It's, most of my news. <laughs> there's probably going to be a lot more in the fall, I guess. Oh, right? yeah. When you get to Everything October, and then we'll have a longer, a longer baseball show. Um, all right, so the big the big stuff is the NBA, really. is 
Um, there's, I mean, we could go a whole bunch of different directions. I don't know. We want to, we have here on our show log here, we're starting with the Spurs. Not really the most interesting series necessarily. Um, it's more of like, I think if you're like a big, yeah, it's been kind of weird. The basketball has been great. Um, there's been like blowouts somehow. Most like, <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah. the Spurs I think won the last one by like 15 points almost. Like yeah, it's such the a Nuggets won one by like 22 I think. Something crazy. It's so weird when that happens because it, it's like a good series but not a good series to watch because like it just cool. has been fun. Yeah. And it's who's out uh, the Nuggets? Um, their main uh, Nikola. What's his Jokic. name? No, Jokic. the uh, Jokic. not their main guy. Oh, the uh, Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray. He's been like kind of all over the place. Yeah, because he's had like yeah, he's been very inconsistent this series. And like when he's been good, they've won. And when he hasn't been good, they've been uh, they've been getting blown pretty out trash, pretty much yeah. by the Spurs. Essentially, uh, I don't know. There wasn't a ton that was super interesting from that series, though. I don't know if you, there was anything you guys had for that. I only I've only watched like, three of the games. I'm surprised that San Antonio is like competing Getting as much them. as they can because they have a bunch of no name guys with Demar Derozan and. Well, Marcus Aldridge, I still think. Yeah, him, yeah. So. I just think it's interesting to watch how like Popovich could literally turn like random people into like yeah. playoff stars. Like Derek White's been playing pretty good for them, and it's like, yeah, where does this guy even come from? And they don't right. even have their uh, the dude who's supposed to be their point guard hasn't been playing all year. Yeah, so he it's got not hurt. Like they even have like, oh, one yeah, of their main the guys, Chante so they really Murray. don't have a lot of players. I mean, obviously they have Aldridge and they have uh, DeRozan, but it, it's been yeah. pretty impressive from Pop. I feel like you forget how good of a coach Pop is. Um, but it also it's part of that, I guess, is like the playoffs thing. Where like when you have an experienced team that can be more, more valuable than a team like the Nuggets who are better, but they they haven't really been in the playoffs or done anything yet. Um, yeah, the team's kind of weird. Like Jokic scored forty three yesterday, yeah. but I mean it's a lot of people that aren't scoring at all for them. Like their bench, I think combined got a what? What is that? Eleven points for the game. So yeah, that's, that's been the biggest problem for them. Yeah, that's not a lot of points. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean that. Other than that, <laughs> the series has not been super fun. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, does it even make a difference who wins? Like, it's an awkward watch. They're playing yeah. Portland, but I do hope. I guess the I'd prefer the Spurs win just to see like Lamarcus Aldridge go up against the Trailblazers again. Yeah. So I think that'd be nice. But either way, I feel like. But even that, like, dude, I just I feel like it's just so underwhelming. Like, I don't those, think yeah. that's like a ton of drama. I guess it would be for them. Mm-hmm. But like, just for my fans, because both of those teams are kind of small. So I it's just the Spurs, dude. It's something about the Spurs. They just like they suck the interesting out of everything <laughs> of that's happening. I don't it's know just if so it's like, a color scheme or like. Dude, I don't get it. But yeah, like the even Lamar- Lamarcus Aldridge. Dude, it's weird, <laughs> right? Like, when you wanna- that. Their games do <laughs> just feel like, I don't want to say boring, funny. but their games are just. Like, this should be they nice. are a really yeah. boring watch. This should be in at least some way an interesting series. You have DeMar DeRozan, who like was on really but bad teams. He doesn't teams. really dunk on people anymore. Mm-hmm. No, but like just like his, his storyline should be really interesting. You know, like he had everything that happened with Toronto with like him playing really poorly and like storming off the court after like choking in that one game. And then like getting traded, and now this is sort of like his, his redemption. Timeline, yeah. And they're playing a team that people thought would like beat him Run in four him or five. Over. Yeah, and they're taking him to a game seven, and you have LaMarcus Aldridge with the opportunity to go back and play Portland. Like, it should be an interesting team, and it's still not. I, did, I don't know. And, they, and they've never been interesting, like, even when they had their like own. Like Tim Duncan, like their actual Yeah, it was like the most yeah. boring really good, stars ever. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be cool to see LaMarcus Aldridge play uh, Portland. Um, I think he said he wants to go back eventually. I'm almost certain he came out earlier in the season. He was like, that eventually would be nice I'm going to go back to Portland. Did he really say that? Uh-huh. I'm almost certain he said that. It's kind of a weird thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, especially when you're on a team like mid-season. Yeah, like but in the I, middle I, of the I'm time. Almost almost like, yeah. <laughs> no, it was like, it was kind of like the all-star break. He said that. Uh, okay. Somebody asked him during then, but I'm almost like. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. That. yeah. There's some, I get that. He's more relaxed. Some all-star break parties. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the one thing this series does kind of prove is that Denver is not as good as everybody thought. Because like in the beginning of the year, it was like they were like Golden away, State, yeah. and then the sleeper team is Denver. Like everybody look out for Denver, and they're the two seed, and but they don't <laughs> like they don't. Yeah, they don't look like they're going to be making a lot of noise in the playoff. Like, does it, is anybody picking them against Portland? I don't I, think so. I feel like a lot of the consensus is through. that Portland's going to like win because I just feel like they're even like Jokic. Like I know he's like amazing, but he just doesn't like strike me as someone that's going to just be those great teams right. yeah especially by himself and he played he's too much of a i mean i'm not a basketball expert at all but like it just feels like he plays he's really great within an offense and he's not yeah. like controlling the game even though he is like a he, i guess he's like a cornerstone of what they do but like if jamal murray if his performance is directly correlated with whether you win or lose the game i don't know like how big is the impact really yeah that's the thing like they don't have someone that like when things aren't working they could just take over and yeah. i think mm-hmm. that's their biggest problem yeah, so I guess it it is, and it did. People were talking about Denver last. All right, that's too much Denver. I mean, they kind of remind me of uh, they kind of remind me of that. Uh, what was that? Like, Twenty fifteen Hawks team. Hawks team that was like oh, was just yeah, really really bodies. good. Except we didn't have games. anybody as good as Nikola Jokic. Yeah, and they didn't. But I mean, they still had that same like theme where they didn't have a go-to a score team, when yeah. they needed to beat a yeah. good team. Yeah, they didn't have anybody close really. I don't. I still don't really understand how we got that far. <laughs> I guess just just the yeah. East. I don't know. There's no other Kick explanation. Kick out threes at Virginia style basketball. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on from that series. Most boring series. Um, so a, a bunch of other, these other series all closed after our last show, right? These all yeah. happened last week. Yes, yeah. All these are closed. So those other series in the East were sweeps. Milwaukee sweeps. Detroit uh, wasn't too surprising. Blake Griffin did a little bit when he came in, but I mean, but like, he got yeah. knee surgery. Yesterday. Yeah, probably not. They probably <laughs> didn't even want to play. Have to play honestly. <laughs> And then Indiana also swept. I mean, he walked me, straight into yeah. surgery too. That was funny. Yeah, I always. I wonder, like, if you're a team, like, <laughs> what was the point of even like? Why do you play? Right, right, play yeah, like, like, what's like he's hobbling around? You're gonna come back against them, like, yeah, and then what? Like, then you're gonna play, like, like they should play like Boston, the day and then after you're that. gonna play <laughs> the Sixers, and then you're gonna play the Warriors, and Blake Griffin's gonna be hobbling around, like, like, yeah, because they showed like the next thing when he came in to clean his locker, like he was on crutches. Yeah, so I was like, what's the? Why did y'all blow him out the whole season? That's dumb. Uh yeah, so that series pretty self self explanatory. Um, Brooklyn ended up doing nothing. Oh, the Jared Dudley stuff. I don't oh, even yeah. know if we talked about. Oh, yeah, that. The, I don't think we talked about, about the fight. Then that happened afterwards. Oh my gosh, there's so many different directions you could go. It's such an idiotic wow. thing on Jared Dudley's part, like running in. That foul wasn't flagrant yeah, at like, all. That wasn't too bad. It didn't even seem that bad. Like if if you're in a game, it seems like a pretty standard Common. hard foul. It wasn't even a foul. First of all, that was almost all ball. Mm-hmm. So debatable on if it's a foul. He fell hard. So I guess you could see how there'd be a call, but definitely not so nah, hard like, that push Jared Dudley needs to go sprint and try to fight him. Like that didn't make any sense. I was really happy to see the Sixers like. Back go after him. Yeah. Who was that? Oh yeah, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. He's always Dude, trying to fight a fight. You can't push Jimmy Butler's teammate. Like he, he could. Not, he was like, it was almost like he was hoping Waiting somebody would it. push yeah. him so that he could sprint in and push somebody after that. Like that's how that's how on site Jimmy Butler is. And obviously Jimmy, I mean Jared <laughs> like, Dudley like, doesn't stand a chance against Jimmy Butler. And then they had like that whole thing. Ben Simmons clearly accidentally tackled him. Yeah. In the stands. he was like trying. Yeah. Not, like not. It was like that was super bad. weird. I wish we could show video on the radio. That was like every part of that video was hilarious. Um, seeing Jared Dunning get booed after <laughs> that was pretty funny. Because it just backed up the narrative that, yo, dude, stop trying to be relevant. Like, you're just a random right. dude. <laughs> it's just stop being such a tryhard, which sounds weird to say in professional sports. Lord, but like, I, not try, try hard is word. Yeah, but it's like, what are you doing? Dude? Like, like, you're not like you're not even Patrick Beverly, who's obnoxious, but at least he's a good he's defender. He's doing something, yeah. Yeah, like he's actually important to the team. 
I know, because Jared Dudley was kind of bugging. Like, he hit that one three and started, like, celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Jared Dudley, so you're being a little extra, my guy. Have you all seen the, all the, the memes, like the Mr. Yeah. Potato Head memes? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Man. a rough week for Dudley. Dude, you have to have some I mean, self He deserved it. He, yeah. he deserved like, it. If you're playing, like, it's one thing to be an old guy and try to, like, inspire your team. Like, uh, the the Bulls, when they played the Heat, they were, like, Taj Gibson and yeah, those guys. That, they were, like, they were playing well. They were And they were being, like, a, mm-hmm. annoying, but they were playing good basketball. But it was, like, they, a positive impact. Yeah, it was different. This was just, like, his only plan is to just be an ass the whole game and see what happens. And just hope it would, like, guess, guess the Sixers off their game or something? Like Yeah, like, he th- somehow was convinced he was in their heads when they were beating them in every game and scoring 30 <laughs> points like i don't even it makes no like your only plan can't be to just be obnoxious there has to be some basketball behind it so i was the whole thing was really funny um but ultimately four to one that series oh and joel Embiid. we should have pulled this sound wish we had a producer for that but if uh joel Embiid's sound was really funny where he was like he's a nobody that was a really funny quote um i was surprised that like ben sims immediately came out the next game just absolutely torched him for 31 that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a little annoying that his big beef has been Jared Dudley so far. Like, yeah, that's, that's been, like your rival right now. Pushed him into the playoffs, yeah. Um, overall, Philly, I think, has been kind of disappointing, though, right? I mean, they beat the Nets 4-1. They had, they sort of came on there like towards the end of the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has looked good, I think, the whole series. I don't think he's had any bad moments. Uh, but Ben Simmons, he had that game with, where he scored like 31 um, he just needs to continue to be aggressive. Like, if you don't have a jumper, at least keep attacking until you get that jumper. At least you gotta try to score. Right? Yeah, yeah. It just seems like he's not gonna ever try to shoot. We talked about a lot about it last week. Um, Joel Embiid's gotta stay healthy for them to that's, keep yeah. making runs, though. He can't sit out. Yeah, like, I know he's probably getting tight and they're just kind of nervous, but he kind of needs to play to make sure that they can he's, go as far as they can. He's pretty clearly their best player. Yeah, and especially yeah, like right to now, beat better teams in the East, he's gonna have to. He can't afford to take games off. Yeah, and I mean, how hurt is he exactly? Because he did sit. I think they just said like he had knee soreness, and so the team was like, "Don't even want to risk it. We were already up three one, so you're gonna sit out this last." So game. more of a maintenance yeah. thing, right? Like, in my opinion, honestly, I feel like they definitely could have just rested him for the Brooklyn series, and the 76ers would have had they still would have beat him yeah, to beat Brooklyn. Because sure. I think they just try to like their goal should be just to keep him as healthy as they can for like Toronto, and if they are to advance. Whoever comes out of the other side on the east isn't right. that a little concerning too? If you're the Sixers, like on the Ben Simmons front, like if this is a guy, this is his third, third, yeah, third, third season, yeah, his third season, third season in Technically the league, his third, yeah, yeah, come on, it's his third, uh, it's his third season, and like you're playing this Nets team that's really not good, and you need to bring out Joel Embiid, who you'd really rather rest to win that series. I feel like that should be a little concerning that right. like without Joel Embiid, you can't, and you, you have Tobias yeah. Harris and Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. And that's not enough to win the series when you right. ha- when you would rather be resting Joel Embiid. I feel like that'd be a little concerning as a Sixers fan. I know the Sixers hype definitely kind of has kind of cooled off recently, seeing how this year they kind of looked like the same, even though they added Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Like I thought yeah. that, those, that addition would have like made them a more, more like a championship team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Toronto series though, who Toronto by the way beat Orlando four one, so all these series were just chalk um, as you expected. Uh, the Toronto, it is a really good test, I think, seeing how because this is like a series that's going to either show like this is like unlock what the what this roster construction could be, or show like you know what the the, the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, whatever else they're going to put around him, probably not going to be great. Because at this point, it's a series they should probably win. Given right. yeah, which I don't want to do like 
I think it's unfair to sort of judge their past playoff performances too much because they were really young and they just got there and you need to yeah. lose a little bit in the playoffs. Uh, but given the hype that's been around them and like how long it's taken to get to this point with these guys and with this sort of plan, um, even though they got rid of Sam Hinkie, it's still sort of the same idea. This is a series that you sort of need to win to prove that you they are worth worked. doing all of this for. I think if you're a regular good team, you don't have to win because Toronto is really good and they have Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. which is like... I mean, he's at sometimes in this uh, past few games, he's looked like maybe the second best player in the league, like top yeah, he's two been players. Balling. He's been really good. So that's sort of an X factor. But I think for this team specifically, this is a series they almost have to win just for those two guys uh, to for you to be able to say, like, it worked out. Yeah, they got to win. Yeah, uh, I think I, they need to step up As here. good as Philadelphia is, Toronto's got to find a way, I think. They have to. You think so? I, I – because I think they have too much to risk. Looking at Toronto, it's just like if they lose, you can you virtually risk having you're the second seed now. If Kawhi Leonard leaves, you essentially have to blow up the team. You got to get rid of Kyle Lowry, and so you'll be starting starting from scratch if you do lose this series. Because I think if they lose, then I think Kawhi Leonard wouldn't come back. So, do you think if so? If you think if they make it to the finals, he would like what's the condition that he returns in? I think they would have to make it to the finals. I don't think they have. To win it, I'm, I'm almost certain that Kawhi Leonard doesn't even think that he would is on a team that could win it. But I don't see – if they lose, like – especially if they lose the 76ers, then I think he's out. He may or may not be out if they lose to the in the next round, but you got to make it to at least the finals to say, okay, we've got a good shot of keeping him. Because if not, you got to blow it up. But There's do you no think, point. Do you think getting to the finals is enough for Kawhi? Like, do you think that actually – like, I, I get what you're saying, like – Think, of all the things that could happen, that gives them the best chance. But do you think that is enough to actually keep them? Or like, I think so because you know, Golden State only has probably about three or four more years of them actually being as dominant as they are. Maybe, so yeah. I mean, even it that, on how it's, a free agency. it's probably at the tops. So, I think that he would probably see that the out of the East, they're probably the best team to make it if he stays and they bring in a couple, even like one more piece. Yeah, I think they will probably be the best team to make it out. So. For me, I wouldn't see him leaving because there wouldn't be that much better solution unless you just want to go to L.A., live in better weather. And I get that, but if it's about winning, he I think that the Raptors need to keep him, and he's best off with the Raptors at the end of the day. Yeah. Unless if he goes to LeBron. Yeah, it seems yeah, unlikely. It seems, seems like that's unlikely. not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's a good point. I mean, in the East, there's really nowhere he's going to go. Uh, I because do. any of these teams could blow up. Outside the 76ers, there's no one that you could say – Okay, three years from now, who's probably still going to be there? You could, I mean, Celtics are probably going to lose Kyrie. A bunch of people are going to get older, so it's like, yeah. Unless if Giannis stays there, but I don't, I don't think Giannis is going to end up staying there because I don't think Milwaukee's going to pay him the money that he's going to demand. Yeah. So, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I would stay there and try and work it out. But if we can't beat the 76ers, then it's like clearly this franchise is incompetent, and there's no reason <laughs> for me to stay and be cold, like. Yeah, yeah. At least let me be in a conference in ninety degree weather with, with the palm beach trees, yeah. a mile and a half away from me. Like, I don't know. Honestly, I think if like the he came there in part to just play with a good roster, and they had Kyle Lowry, who would be like a good two. I think it almost helps Toronto if Kyle Lowry is not great, and yeah. then they can tell Kawhi, "Look, we'll trade Kyle Lowry," and then. You could sort of frame it as not the franchise's shortcoming, but his like he's just not he playing the way problem, that he should right. be. Because I like I think 
if I'm Toronto, I would trade Kyle Lowry in a heartbeat. I would have yeah, traded him instead of I'm all, Yeah, but we all, I mean, we all sort of dislike Kyle Lowry anyway. Right. <laughs> if you're Toronto, like, there's no reason to keep... He's proven that he is not going to win you anything in the playoffs. And I think he's proven, he's proven that he's proven the that. issue. He was the issue. Yeah. When yeah. a lot of people wanted to blame DeMar DeRozan he because he wasn't consistently hitting threes, at least he was showing up. Yeah. That so, was the issue of, that I, I think Kyle Lowry was the big problem. Yeah, I think he's just proven like he's a good player. You've had plenty of chances for him to rise above and do what a yeah, star like is supposed to do. He's shown times, he yeah. will not do that. So there's no real point in keeping him. And you could get good stuff back for him. Uh, I don't know. That would be my pitch to Kawhi. Because I'm not trying to be on a team with losing Kawhi and being stuck with just Kyle Lowry. That is not where I yeah, would want to be. Yeah, I think the rest right. is That would be terrible. If it's just him. Which is the most likely outcome right now. So I think that would be my pitch. I do think if that hap- if they get to the finals and that happens, um, Kawhi might say, uh, I don't know. I'd, Ship Kyle Lowry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think either, unless they win the finals, I would say if I were Toronto, you got to ship him. And see, that's the only way I think he stays if they win the finals. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Seeing how good the Clippers are playing without him, he's like, "Yo, right. yeah, we did that the roster." Clippers are playing really good, yeah. I feel like yeah. seeing the Clippers go off is like kind of ended it for Toronto's chances, unless they win the finals. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Speaking of the Clippers, you guys watched that last game that they uh, beat Golden State in? Yeah, no. like the Clippers. I the highlights. Really. They got some role players, but they're playing like stars in this series. Like, I dude, thought stepping for, up. I thought Warriors were gonna win. That I game. didn't get to see the game. I thought Warriors were gonna win. I thought they were gonna win too. As I was like, everybody, no point uh, it does this. every time. Um, What's going on? Like, what's happening in the series? I don't. All I've seen in highlights is Montrez Harold dunking. I don't know anything. I'm just assuming <laughs> yeah. that every possession is Montrez Harold dunk. I don't know anything outside or, of that. Or um, Patrick Beverly getting in Kevin Durant's face. Yeah, that's like one they're of just alternating scenarios. between yeah. tech shots from Patrick Beverly and then Montrez Harold dunking. So like, what's <laughs> happening in the series? That like, that's the thing. A lot of the role players are kind of just stepping up. Like Lou Williams has been great off the bench. Yeah, that's true. right. And I feel like that's yeah. the thing the Warriors are having a hard time accounting for because like. Pretty much anytime, none of the, like when they like when they bench players start to come in, Lou Williams starts just cooking them, and it's just kind of right, like they have nobody. Their lead, the Warriors lead starts to participate, and then Montrez Harrell is just killing them on the inside. Like Andrew Bogut is not like, able to control him at all, so it's just yeah, like it's a great, it's a good matchup for the Clippers, but eventually the Warriors' talent probably will over like will trump them in the long run. It's funny watching Montrez Harrell. He's like. Yeah, he is. He, as a player, is like the antonym of the Warriors. Like he's like distilled what it takes to beat the Warriors on like a, on a, on a non three point shooting yeah. level. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. I was struggling to find the word. He's like exactly what it. He's like super aggressive. He's in your face. He's super physical. He all he like he does. It seems like he doesn't even care about scoring on dunking. He just wants to be dunking on you for the action of like owning you in that possession and the impact. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It's pretty funny to watch. There's no way they win the series, though, right? Yeah, like, there's no chance. I don't think. I don't think so. At the end of the day, because there's no one that can single-handedly stop Kevin Durant. Because even last, yeah, like, like two nights ago, he still went off for like 45, I think. So he's he's still the X factor. If they didn't have Kevin Durant, then I'd probably pick the Clippers. But until I, mean, I see somebody yeah. stop him, I don't believe that six three Patrick Beverly is going to stop six for eleven Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, eventually, yeah, the word, I think they're going to win tonight and like close it out. Like, I don't think they can't let the Clippers push them. To, they game can't seven. go game seven. It, uh, if it goes game seven, that's just, do y'all think this is an indictment already on the Warriors? Or because I've been sort of, I've seen people say that. I'm not sure that it is. I think it's an indictment on Steph Curry's inconsistency that the media hasn't played into at all. Because Kevin Durant has by far been their best player for probably the past month and a half, and no one's really talked about Steph Curry this season because it's kind of been an off season for him. 
But the media really likes his personality, how he is on Instagram, his family, things like that. But I think that needs to be focused on more because I know there was like one game where he had single digit scoring. I think it was game two yeah, where they barely lost and he had like eight points. Yeah. So he's really got to step up for them because without that three point ball, you know, that that's Golden State at its core is Steph Curry hitting those deep threes and it opens up the court. So I think that's really been the issue. I don't think Patrick Beverly has been stopping Steph Curry. I just think Steph Curry just hasn't been on his A game. I mean, like, I definitely think the way they've struggled against the Clippers has kind of damaged my view of them, like, in terms of, like, an all-time great team. But I feel still like they're, at the end of the day, they just have so many talented players where it's like they're a great basketball team. Like, yeah, it's too much talent. It's too many all-stars for me to count them out. But at the same time, like, they got it. They have to figure it out. Like, years before, they used to struggle in the middle of the season. But it's weird to see them now struggle at the end of the season when they really need to be stepping up. And then a part of me also wonders if it's kind of like, I don't want to say they're underestimating the Clippers, but like if you look at some of their lo- losses and like since they've been like this dynasty, they've lost to some bad teams. I remember the year before LeBron went to the Lakers, the Lakers beat them, and like <laughs> right. they just found the weirdest teams to lose to. So maybe it's that. Yeah, I mean the Steph Curry thing. I think it's been true. It's been true for a while. Where there was that one finals where if he was hurt, um, that was it. Yeah. Or yeah, but yeah, exactly. It was like he played poorly, but it's he was hurt the whole time, but he wasn't hurt until after it happened. But I don't know. It's just been it's been strange. It's been sort of consistent in his career that he just hasn't had like an iconic playoff moment. Really, like he's just kind of yeah. He's average. not. He's just kind of throwing up shots and making them. He's yeah. He's really good at hitting a shot that's really valuable, and I think that's yeah. what Steph Curry is. He's not. I mean, what playoff? I can't remember any playoff games that he's. Ta- I'm sure there's, there's got to be some, but where he like you needed to win and he like owned the game. Right. Is that something that's happened? Because the Warriors have won in, like, so. sweeps. Yeah. Or, like, crushing teams. Even when, like, they were playing the Cavs all those years, I can't remember a moment where, like, Steph Curry he went Curry just crazy. Like, like, I feel like he just kind of plays, like, average Steph Curry, and that's the thing where it's like, this is the playoffs. You need to step up and, like, go off. Yeah. I wonder if he can, though. Like, yeah, if he's can. Hmm. You know? Be- I don't know. Because he's not a player who – he's obviously a really good passer. He doesn't have the physique to, like, run a game. Like, if – he can't get you buckets like James Harden can, yeah. or like LeBron can. You know, he can hit shots, and sometimes shots just don't fall. Right. So I don't know. It's I think that's like an interesting part where, at the end of the day, he is still a jump shooter, and that's for most jump shooters. Through like Charles Barkley used to say, a jump shooting team will never win the finals. That was obviously wrong. Now that the Warriors have won three straight, but. I think it because it, it used to be that jump shooters would like it would just be kind of fluky like you yeah, would just miss a lot of shots and mm-hmm. so I think there's still part of like an element of Steph Curry's game where that like just comes up and so I he's just I, he'll never really be one of those guys like LeBron that like owns a game if you have to and I think Clay Thompson's got to step up because he's been missing I think he's only shooting 29 percent for three this series yeah and so more consistency from the three point line I think because that's their whole scheme. And if it was any other team, I'd be like, well, they could probably work it out. But Golden State has to – they have to stamp down that three-point ball in order for everything else to work. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's their whole offense. Uh, I forgot what I was about to say. It was super important. Um, so you already moved to that Thunder Portland series then? Yeah, we'll move on. I guess so, yeah. yeah. That's, a lot of, that's a lot of Warriors. That's a lot of Steph Curry. I'm sick of Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> I, it's crazy how that happens because, like, just a mm-hmm. few years ago, everybody loved Steph Curry. Um, yeah, so – uh, Thunder series, that game, that or that last shot, really yeah. was everything about that was insane. Was the series that shot was the series? Yeah, that was like if you had to say one play to summarize 
that whole series or one sequence where Westbrook came down, had the ball tied, tie game, and he just went for the layup and just turned it over, and then Damian Lillard came down, hit the three. Like that was the series. That, yeah, that was insane, dude. That like we were talking about before the show, like. Uh, I was wondering if they called a play for for like those because they had like thirteen seconds, yeah, they, right? They, they, they had time. a bunch of time. Yeah, so it was a <laughs> tie game. He was just dribbling. I was like, oh my. Yeah, God. and I was wondering if they called a play and Dame was like, no, I'm just gonna dribble. It. I'm gonna take this shot from 45 feet. I bet you the away. coach, the coach probably told Dame to shoot it, but he probably didn't want him to do that. Hold it for 13 <laughs> yeah. seconds and then launch it from 40. That's such an insane. That's like him saying, like, I know we should be running a play. I'm gonna look at you and dribble <laughs> and then hit this three and leave. Like that's so. It's so badass, Epic. dude. It's so crazy. And then even like the wave up at the end, how we just kind of said bye bye. Yeah, I was like, wow, you really just the thunder took it on the chin. That was that was rough. Yeah. Oh, did you see that video like slow mo of just focus on oh, Dame? Yeah, where he like shoots and then he has enough time to like walk backwards and everybody's watching the ball and he starts oh, waving yeah, and it goes, yeah. dude. That video was oh, that was so cool, dude. First I time I saw that. I didn't realize like there was so much animosity between like him and Schroeder because he's waving at Schroeder, and then they showed like. Multiple clips, like I think game two or one of those games, Oklahoma City won, where Dennis Schroeder was like doing a rock in the baby and he was like making fun of him the whole time from the bench. And like nobody ever talked about that. And somehow Damian Lillard was like noticing that. And like he, because Schroeder yeah. was sitting on the bench yeah. and Westbrook was just like throwing up shots, just, just happened to make them. And then he was just taunting Damian Lillard. I was like, you're not even in the game. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Dude, that guy's so annoying. I'm, so, I'm glad he's out of Atlanta. I was just so surprised, I guess, about the trash talk in this series. Like, I didn't know there was that much, like, bad blood, quote-unquote, between Portland and, th- like, OKC. Right. Especially the guards. Like, I thought they would have been – I thought it was going to be, like, between the centers, like it usually is. But yeah. for it to be, like, directly between star players was really odd. I was like, oh. What's, never, I didn't say it at all. What started it? Wasn't – like, didn't Westbrook do something, like, say something about Dame or something? I know a couple of years ago, like, Damian Lillard was saying, saying he, like, he should be, like, an all-star or something. And Westbrook made a comment about, like, you should have the campaign. Like, he right. took a shot at him, but, like, right. I don't think it was, like, that it. deep. But I guess so. Yeah, I think it was like 2016 All-Star Game where Damian Lillard barely missed it. And then Westbrook was like, oh, you shouldn't have to come out and say anything about it. Yeah. And then that just fueled Damian Lillard to play hard against him. Yeah. I mean, I guess part of it, too, probably is like Dame is a much better player than yeah. Russell Westbrook is. And nobody wants to say that. Yeah, nobody talks nobody about him. Nobody watches Portland play. And Russell Westbrook's gotten – I mean, he just won an MVP, obviously. Yeah. He's gotten a lot of attention. The way he plays gets him a lot of stats, which gets him a lot of recognition. The stats get him recognition, yeah. Yeah. It's the triple-double factor. That gets it's the triple-doubles, yeah. And so, I don't know, maybe there's some of that where he just wanted, like, and then you have Russell Westbrook, who he knows he's better than, also, like, yeah. being super loud about being the best player when he knows he's not. Uh, it was definitely a cool series to watch. I feel like, especially after last year, the way that they yeah, got yeah. swept by the Pelicans. I think it was, it was two straight years. Yeah. Did they get swept two straight years? Yeah, they were, like, Did they get swept the year before Yeah, they got swept the year before, Yeah, they got swept the year before that. So, this was, like, a big thing for Portland. Wow, that's... <laughs> Yeah, if they would have lost series again, that would have been actually really rough. I didn't even know that. Uh, I, yeah, so it's like a cool redemption. It's cool to see Dane like get that kind of recognition. Yeah, because he's definitely been like a player I feel like, that's kind of slept on. Like, because he's averaged like over twenty five points in his last few seasons. Like, yeah, he puts in a lot of work. So it's just happy to see the recognition finally come towards his way. Right. Yeah, I wonder how good that team is though. That's my because they don't have their who's their center uh, uh Nurkic was Nurkic, Nurkic. And then they yeah. picked up Cantor like last minute who Cantor was good too yeah, he was they have like twenty one points twenty yeah, points eighteen was, rebounds or he something he was a pickup for them like they needed that because that was the big concern for me was that Nurkic was such a focal point in that offense and really helped them on the boards especially because they don't really have a center so that Cantor pickup was big yeah like, I don't know if, 
how they're going to be able to do it against like Houston because I think they play Houston next, right? Uh, they play the no. Winner oh, they play Golden De- State next. No, they play winner of Denver. It depends. Oh, okay, so they got yeah. the lucky side of the bracket, State. so they might make it to the conference finals. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. I mean, you would you awesome. would think that they can beat. San, San Antonio for sure. I think I they, know can they can beat Denver. I, I definitely think they can beat Denver. What, I mean, is there one of those teams that they would rather play? I'm not really sure. Probably San Antonio. Yeah, just because just they're not as good. Just because it's like a, a lot of no-name level. guys. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I would I would always get nervous about playing pop, experience. Pop yeah, playing a pop team. Especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I I think they'll probably make the conference finals, though. I, think, feel, I feel like that's a safe bet. I think that is a safe bet, too. I just don't know, like, once they get there, assuming they, they play. Yeah. I think they could beat the Rockets just because I'm super confused about who they're, like, what the Rockets are and if they're, like, good or not and if CP3 is good or not or if he's old now. Um, but I don't know if they could beat the Warriors. Uh, that'd be pretty crazy to see them knock out the Warriors. Yeah, if Portland knocked out the Warriors, Damian Lillard's, like, his LeBron would be punching would go up <laughs> way high. Yeah. Type. Maybe Dame will come to the Lakers. <laughs> They should have traded for him when they got Lebr- when they got LeBron asked who they should have traded. I think for LeBron him. said something about trading for him at one point. Uh, I don't think Portland's ever making that trade. No, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, he hit that shot. That's, that, that confirmed him for. I mean, he's he one of like the top fifteen players in the league, probably right. I think they can say at that point. Yeah, he's probably yeah. top. I think he's probably top four point guard. I top think. four yeah. point. Yep, yeah, point guard. Yeah. Kyrie, Steph, who else? Somebody is else Steph a point guard? Yeah, I guess he's yeah. a point guard. Yeah, so yeah, I guess he's probably like top three at this he's point. He's probably top three like, at this point, yeah. I'd move him ahead of Westbrook. Yeah, like, I would Westbrook, move him ahead of Westbrook. Three first-round exits. Like I don't consider James Harden a point guard. Yeah. As, as much as people want to sell me on that, I'm not I'm not drinking Yeah, I don't buy that either. I always feel weird when they say that. Like, He's a shooting guard. We talked about uh, Russell Westbrook a lot last week. Does this kind of seal sort of like the fate that we were talking about where it just seems like he's not a guy that's going to – he just is what he is. Like He's sort of like a stat machine. He scores a lot, but he'll never – you can't really win a championship with him as like a main guy. I think this this series especially solidified – Westbrook's legacy as true he was a stat monster but when you needed him he couldn't show up he could win the next three finals for all I care that's always <laughs> going to be some that's going to be something that's always going to be held against him is that whenever there was actual mano e mano a dude that was legitimately on his level especially in the playoffs he can never show up yeah and I, there's no way he wins the championship which is going to make it worse but I think if Westbrook were to walk in a room 15 years from now, and say, "Oh, you were a great player, but you choked all those years in the playoffs," like yeah. that's always going to stay on his record, no matter what. I mean, if he wins the next three championships, I feel like we could reevaluate. <laughs> also, Rose, <laughs> yeah. that'd be impressive if he could pull that off. But I, I don't know. I like it. Just I, it feels like we were right. Like in all the games that they could have won, where it was close, he just super inefficient, taking terrible shots. It's just like the perfect storm of badness. Like he's. He's r- good enough to think that he's great, and the team he's good enough for the team to expect him to be great, but he's not good enough to actually deliver in those moments. And I just so then he's s- just pushing. I want to see him in like three or four years, and he's like 33, 34, and his body is slowed down. I want to see how his game changes. Yeah. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be <laughs> very ugly. It's going to be a very nasty game. He just but... takes so many dumb shots. Like, that's my thing. Like, if he just wasn't so inefficient, like LeBron James in that 2016 finals where like, it was just him, his numbers like efficiency dipped a little bit. If he could just maintain that for like Westbrook, I feel like he'd be a lot better player. But he just stays jacking threes. Like you're not Steph Curry. Yeah, that's his signature shot. Is is going up the floor and jacking and breaking a three. That's his signature shot. Up. Right. It's a joke. Like it's so. It's just dumb. And nobody 
nobody checks him. I'm assuming nobody checks yeah. him on that team. Like the coach doesn't. I don't think any of the players. I don't do. think anybody does. Executive team can't because he's their guy now, and they're like and behind they paid him. him for like five years. I think four years left. Yeah, five years. Yeah, and there was yeah, all that noise now about the media, like in Oklahoma City, like never saying anything bad about him because he's like the guy that stayed and like yeah. wasn't Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, dude, it was a show. They picked the wrong guy. I mean, I've said it before, but. Man, if they would have kept, if they would have just seen the NBA, the horizon that was coming, and got rid of Westbrook and kept Harden and Kevin Durant at all costs, I mean, we're talking about that team probably would have beat Golden State. Yeah, there wouldn't yeah, be a, a Golden team, State. A Harden and KD team would have been definitely the move for the Thunder. But now it's like maybe they're better than they want to lie in it. That's so yeah. crazy. I had all those dudes, three know, MVPs yeah. on one team, and they were in the finals. They're like twenty three. Yeah. That's insane. And then they end up with <laughs> Russell Westbrook. They got the worst one. <laughs> oh, man. They picked the well, worst one out of the three. I mean, if they built a team around Serge Ibaka, I feel like that was At least it wasn't that bad for the Thunder. Game. <laughs> yeah, no, it could have been worse. But, I mean, Russell Westbrook, not a great turnout. Um, I forgot what I was about to transition to. Uh, what's the next series? Is that Did we cover all the series? Yeah, the first round. Is that all of them? Upcoming we, is just Oh, Houston. Houston and the Oh, yeah, Utah. the Jazz. Oh, Houston uh, killed him off. Yeah, I mean, there's not really. Utah put up a fight, but I felt bad for Donovan Mitchell. Like, he wasn't getting the help that he needed. Especially because he was going out there and really keeping all those games close, except for, like, I think they got blown out twice. And he kept the rest of those games close single handedly, but Ricky Rubio airballing the three. So many people just airballing mm-hmm. and missing so many shots. They have to get him. Yeah. Back. Like, he's a phenomenal player, and they have, they're going to lock him up, but. They have to get help for him because it was, you, it was it was horrible watching Houston, who really doesn't play defense, stop a team yeah. that had nobody on it. What do you put around him though? Like who are the, who's a player that complements uh, Donovan Mitchell? I think you have to build around Donovan Mitchell like they would build around LeBron. You got to put shooters around him, but instead of having can he pass like that though? He was like he from what I was seeing, he was able to pick out people easily when he was able to dribble drive past a defender. Yeah. He could kick it out easily, but so many people were missing wide open jump shots, especially Ricky Rubio, because I feel like if yeah. they potentially switch Donovan Mitchell to even a point guard, they really just need to bring shooters and centers around him because then they could be a decent team. Yeah, I mean that's almost the way the NBA is going yeah. to. Like you just take your best player and he just controls the ball and then and you just do get three point shooters, shooters out and there. Yeah, yeah. I mean I could see that. He's definitely like a, he's going to have to always be a high usage. Um, this series overall was not entertaining. Yeah, it was. They were just outmatched. Yeah. Like, your second best scoring option can't be Joe Ingles, and you, like, hope to, hope right. to win a few games. Yeah. Like, so, even Rudy Gobert wasn't really doing anything. But. Yeah, but he's not even a really an offensive guy, right? Right. He just plays defense and blocks. The stifle shots. tower. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give uh, the Rockets any chance to beat the Warriors? Whew. I feel a lot less like they can beat them than I felt yeah, last year. Yeah, me too, because it was it was funny watching Donovan Mitchell like hold James Harden to like one of eleven shooting for three quarters. Like he did that for like two or three games in a row. So I was like, yeah, it's it's. I thought that coming to the year, Houston probably had like a forty percent chance to beat Golden State. Now it's like five percent. I just I just <laughs> even off. with Warriors being inconsistent as they are, I do not believe that James Harden is going to play remotely as good as he did last year. And, and they don't have playing, the same like, team. All year, like, get, taking all the shots. Like, he must be exhausted. Yeah, I think he's going to burn out. And it wouldn't surprise me if Chris Paul got hurt again. Yeah, the team the team just doesn't seem as good. Chris Paul, he just looks old, dude. Like, even in the he's game, he's really old, good. he just yeah. looks old. I don't know. Like He's starting to look aged. He's that, it's the same thing that happened with LeBron this year. Even though it was only a little bit for LeBron, 
it's a lot more for Chris Paul. Cause like last year it looked like okay, he's still the Clippers Chris Paul. Yeah. But now it's like okay, well, Chris Paul needs one two year deals. Get him up out of here. Yeah. I just feel like the Rockets. Like I just have a hard time seeing them winning. When I feel like James Harden would probably be the third best player in that series. Dude, honestly, so if like, they beat the Warriors, I don't know if they beat Portland, Portland after that, and I don't know if they beat like whoever, like Milwaukee or the Sixers in the finals. I, don't, I just don't think they get it. I don't think they're the best team yeah. in the league. Like they don't seem like a championship team. I don't like maybe they can be the Warriors because they played them last year. Yeah, but and I feel they, like that'd be. An but that's gonna take all their energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna I, take all their effort if they beat Golden State. James Harden will literally have a broken ankle if they do that. <laughs> well, that's quite the prediction. <laughs> he's gonna be drawing. He's gonna draw a lot of fouls, so probably. Yeah, he's I mean, a bunch maybe. Of shots. He must take a lot of hits doing all that, like diving into people. Uh, so we got. So let's just say we have uh, Golden State advancing and then Portland advancing. Uh, yeah, I think I think those are safe bets. Yeah. I think that's a good bet. Do you think that's gonna be a good series or like? Yes. It's hard to it's hard to say without watching the Warriors play the like, next round, but. I mean, I I'm looking forward to it. It feels like it could be yeah. good. I think you're right. If, I don't know. I, I think it'll be good because I don't think that, you know, Damian Lillard, Lillard is a little bit different than James Harden because he's kind of a little bit, true, he's a little bit less talented maybe, but his team isn't fully absorbed around him. Like, they actually have bona fide players around him, like especially with C.J. McCollum. I feel yeah. like they could really open up the Warriors in a different dimension that the Rockets can't because we're just like, okay, if we stop James Harden, we're winning this game. Like, I don't care who scores. If we stop him, that's it. Yeah. With like Damian Lillard, like he doesn't he can go out and give you eighteen and give you ten assists, or he can give you fifty points. I feel yeah. like he can really manipulate his game and modify a lot to Golden State. So I think that they match up better in the long run against a team like Houston. Especially because they I Houston I mean, Trailblazers have a better bench and even like better small forwards. I just I don't yeah. think it adds up for Houston at all. But I think for Portland, they might have a shot. I mean they true they'll probably still get beaten six games but <laughs> i think it'll be better watching that than watching james harden complain about step back threes yeah and i think the only thing that would worry me is it goes back to what we talked about last week where you, portland really is trying to beat warriors at the warriors own game yeah, like they right have, that's the thing they don't you have get enough defense. yeah they have their two shooting guys cj McCollum, to respond to the warriors shooting pretty much so right. it would really take like uh damian lillard would have to like really win the series. yeah like, he'd have to go crazy i think to win that series because that team is not better than the Warriors. No. And they don't have a small forward that's as good as Kevin Durant. No, and one of their main guys is out. Uh, maybe there's like a Enos Kanter revival thing that happens. Maybe, maybe like average 25 or something <laughs> right. in the series. Or even if like Paul George went to the Trailblazers. Like, I was thinking about that, that would have yeah. been yeah. really good. That would have been nice for them for sure. That would have been a good matchup. I'm uh, just happy Damian Lillard will have his chance to come true on his prediction when he said Blazers in six against the Warriors a few years back. So Dane, That'll this be might, awesome. This might yeah. be your chance. Go for That'll it. That'll be awesome. Yeah. These uh, semifinals in the East and the West are going to be really good, though. Really good. Because then you also have Milwaukee and Boston. Like, you have uh, Golden State, Houston. The Portland, whoever they play, is not going to be as interesting. But then on the East, you have Milwaukee and Boston playing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really good series. And then you have Philadelphia, Toronto. Those are both really good series. Those are good series, yeah. And I don't know if there's a clear favorite in either of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's well, the big thing, too. Because, like, for the, for the longest in the East, it's pretty much like LeBron's going to end up in, in winning in the end. But, like, yeah. this year. I have no idea who to, like what to expect from these two series in the East. Right. I mean, so starting with Milwaukee, uh, I don't know. Like that team has played really well, but Boston they were there last yeah. year. Um, Gordon Hayward looks more aggressive now. Kyrie has all the veteran mentality. He kind of knows how to get. Yeah, to and those young guys can still explode. Like they've right. had some yeah. chemistry like Jaylen, issues and stuff. Jalen Brown went off for a game in the first round. Right. Yeah, and I think Jason Tatum may have had a game or two. I can't remember. I really have no idea what's going to happen in that series. I just feel like 
what I'm worried about is that we get a really good Eastern Conference and all these teams just give so much to beat each other that when they get to the Warriors, it's going to be a sweep. That's what I'm worried about. Like, yeah. the playoffs is just going to come to a horrible ending with Golden State beating whoever they play out the East 15, by 15 a game. Like, I, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I feel like the East is so evenly matched. Yeah. They're going to virtually have to play to their max, and they're going to be worn out by the time they get to Golden State. Who do we think comes out of the East just to, uh, well, like, see who we got in the finals? I'd, I'd, if I, I'm probably going to go with Milwaukee, which I'm hoping for that happens because I think they match up with the Warriors best. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. feel like they have a lot of length, so it's hard to pass on them. So they're And they're a good defensive team. And with, like, Budenhoser being there this year, they just shoot the three balls so much better, which helps make up for Giannis not being a shooter. So. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet. I think Milwaukee has enough shooters. What's going to be key is seeing Mal- Malcolm Brogdon come back from that. I think he got plantar fasciitis, I think, like two months ago. So yeah. he comes back the third game of the next series because he's out the first series. Okay. <laughs> and so that's going to be the key to me because I think that he, he is yeah, he's he's that guy that's kind of like a mini Clay Thompson. Where he he's your guy, really too. Him. Yeah, I remember when you were like, Yeah, oh, when I was a rookie yeah, of the year, yeah. and he actually won it. I was like, whew. That was, that was good on you. He's good. Uh, I would actually the team I really want to see come out is Philadelphia. That I would yeah, have, I want yeah, to see. It'd be cool. so cool to awesome. see like Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid going against oh, the Warriors. That'd the be playoffs, such a hilarious I mean, the, the <laughs> because it, I really do truly believe like you can get in the Warriors' heads and it really yeah, yeah. does mess with them and like physicality. I think really does mess with them. So if you get those two guys just like being be jerks awesome. the whole yeah. series, like that would be actually really fun to watch. That'd probably be the most fun finals. Yeah. yeah. For the fun aspect, I think it would like to And Ben it. Simmons, but he, Ben Simmons is ruining all of it. Like he just hasn't been good <laughs> enough. I don't think they're good enough to make it to the finals. I like, I don't know. I would pick Milwaukee for the, all the reasons you guys gave too, but it would be really fun to watch. It would be fun to see him be If they there. can somehow figure yeah. it out and like, like to get their completely. offense to click and like get points consistently. Dude, it'd be so fun to watch them play just to see what happens, you know? Because I do think you have to play differently than the Warriors to beat yeah. them. So, like, Milwaukee, you got Giannis, who's like a 7'2", I don't know, freak. And then you have, uh, on the Sixers, you got, like, all those guys just totally different. That'd be really cool. Especially because Joel Embiid would be killing the Warriors inside. Dude, killing the Warriors. If you the Warriors in the finals, like, he would go nuts. You just know he would. On the Warriors. Like, it'd be crazy. Dude, he'd be owning everybody. It'd be hilarious. That's my. That's what I really want to go through. So that would be fun. It would be fun. That'd be really. I think that that's the best games. outcome. Um, so we'll see what happens. We got to transition to football. Spent a lot of time on NBA stuff. Um, we think the Warriors are going to win again. Is that prediction? Any yeah, bold predictions? Think, yeah, I'm going to go with the Warriors. I'm I praying too. Kevin Durant leaves. I'm praying somebody leaves this summer. Yeah, I don't care Why where they, they go. KD's leaving. They can go play football for our care. Somebody <laughs> got to leave Golden State. I mean, we can. We're going to find out how off our takes are when we come back. So make your takes now. Um, We'll go to the NFL. A lot of stuff happened, actually. Uh, we can kick off the show log with the Tyreek Hill thing. Kind of a sad subject to yeah. talk about. I don't know. We don't have to talk about it too much. There was basically audio where he, like, threatened his son. Yeah, so, like, what happened was I think the fiancé was recording Tyreek Hill, and she – Was that a sting, by the way? Was she doing that on purpose? I have no idea. I don't see, know I don't if that know was – Reading it. the transcript was, was really confusing. Yeah, and then ESPN played the clip this morning, and it, what it sounded like was that she did record him because everything was, like, really clear. So it may have been, like – Something to give to the cops, but in the audio you can tell where she confronted him about like the three year old son saying that he had bruises on his arm, and she was like, "The son was saying that Dad did this to me," and so every time she confronted him, he was like, "Oh, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm he's I'm teaching him how to respect me," and I was like, uh, "I just lost like even that thirty minute segment completely caused me to not like Tariq Hill because I was like." That's totally uncalled yeah. for. In the way that he treated his wife, he was cussing her out. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I was like, that's that's like I, I don't understand why the Chiefs are getting all these players who are 
known for having problems, especially because I didn't know that Tariq Hill had a domestic violence incident, I believe, in college, when he was yeah. 18 and in college. Yeah, he's had a couple. And they still drafted him. So Yeah, that was actually a big story. Without any suspensions or any sanctions. So I would be surprised if the NFL stepped in, didn't step in because I, I, I think this is a bad look in this yeah, bad it's, looks, yeah, it's yeah. a super bad look, and they they have to nip this in the bud. Well, I'm he's already he's been, been off. he's been suspended from the team, and I think he's probably gonna get cut. I don't see another way for this to end. Uh, do you think this like calls into question the way people should approach these guys at all? Because it's, I mean, we can criticize the Chiefs all we want. Everybody does pretty much didn't say that much about Tyreek Hill after he got drafted. There, and to exactly. be fair, there were some people that made a lot of noise about it, and said we should not let this dude play. He's not going to change everything else. But for the most part, there's cognitive dissonance on everybody's part. Everybody watches those games, and everybody was excited about the Chiefs. Um, so it's hard to criticize the Chiefs too much when everybody's kind of doing it. It's just mm-hmm. human nature. But do you think this changes the way that we approach guys when we find out? Because it's so much different when you hear the audio yeah. versus mm-hmm. when you know this dude has two charges and it's kind of sketchy. Right, because when you, you hear the audio, it changes everything. Because yeah. I, I didn't think it was like... Like, because the media didn't really play it up a lot, I didn't realize how big of an impact it was until I listened to the audio, and I was like, okay, this is, like, a real issue. So, but do you think teams are going to keep waiting for that, like, literal evidence you can see, or do you think this changes at all? Because they did kind of know, like, this dude already has two charges. Right. Yeah. I think what... Because I don't know if it will or not. I think what may end up happening is, like, they sanction players, or, like, they make them go through, like, some type of step program where if they've had any type of domestic violence issues that the NFL needs to make sure that this could never happen again. But if like a video comes out about this, I don't really see anything changing because he is one of their best players and it's going to be, it's going to cause the NFL to step in and have to overrule the chiefs and cut him because I don't think the chiefs are going to be willing to cut him. Like they really? Agree, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think they're going to cut him. So, I don't, I still think teams are kind of going to like, Take changes like this and still sign. Yeah, right. Players. I do too. But I feel like eventually the NFL is going to make like the first time punishment harder because like I know America's like the land of second opportunities. But a lot of these people are getting second opportunities and then they do the same thing yeah. over and over again. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we talked about this issue so many times on this show. Uh, it's just I don't know. This is the whole thing is just just sucks. Uh, but we're kind of short on time, so let's just move on. Um, the draft. Big story was <laughs> the Giants. The Giants so <laughs> took Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones with the sixth pick. I would just love to know what their plan is. Like, Dude, Daniel what are they Jones. doing? Like, it makes no sense. I seriously, like, I don't want to do, like, the whole Jones, race bro. thing. But, like, if you're the Giants and you're decided you're going to pick yeah, a quarterback that is, with like, that pick, sketch. and you have Dwayne Haskins out there, and you pick Daniel Jones. Like, like Dwayne Haskins, I think, was a 71% complete thrower. He only threw eight picks last year. And, He's clearly and Daniel the best Jones is, like, 55% yeah. and threw 19 picks. Like, he more than doubled his picks. Like, he, I don't understand where this came from. He was an okay quarterback with a very bad team. He wasn't even yeah. an okay Why quarterback. Why does that make him a six-round pick? I think I mean, he was a six super pick. average quarterback with a horrible team and how all of a sudden he gets a six-pick. We knew nothing about Daniel Jones any part of the college football season. All of a sudden, the day yesterday morning, oh, the Giants might take him. Oh, there's no way they take him. Dwayne Dude, Ashkins, I didn't even know there was a chance they would do yeah. that. Like they're gonna they're gonna look over him for over Dwayne Ashes for some Daniel Jones dude. And sure or enough. take somebody else. Don't even take a court. You could have gotten yeah. Daniel Jones again later. later. Like they there's nobody else who's trying to take Daniel Jones, dude. Especially all those fine. good defensive players that were early in the draft. Like and they would, definitely like, need they wasted that pick. Like yeah, just they threw needed, it in the garbage. There was they couldn't really mess up that pick, and they still messed it up. 
I honestly believe they looked at Daniel Jones and thought this dude seems a lot like Eli. They I saw seriously think that's, that's the only preparation. That I seriously think that's what happened, which is so insanely unprofessional. I don't think they did any real due diligence. Yeah, I think they knew that either. he worked with that same dude who worked with uh, the Mannings. Yeah, that's Cutcliffe. the only thing. That's I think the they thing. looked at him. I truly believe there's some sort of like subconscious thing where he just reminds you of what a quarterback right, should yeah. look like, which there's all kinds of stuff behind that. I like it's. It's like such a clear sign that this dude is kind of an idiot. I, I would be super angry if I was a Giants fan. Me too. And I don't think there's no there's any way this goes well. I just want to know, like, in their meetings with him, like, what did he say to them that sold him on him? Like, because he right. doesn't have that many height. Like, what did y'all see that makes well, you think he was, he was a, a bad good thrower. quarterback? He was a bad thrower. It's called spade to spade. I mean. Or if you're going to take him and you know you really want him, like, trade down and take him, like, with the 14th pick or something. Right. Like, do yeah. something. It's just so every part of it is awful. I think it's just a joke. Yeah, because like they had to, they could have, they could have took him at seventeen and got the defensive player they wanted, and they still just not forget that. Let's see, Daniel Jones now, like he was gonna be gone, like yeah, fifty five percent thrower, like even Jake Fromm is giving you what sixty something. Yeah, like no, it's insane. And you got to do that's worse than that. Like, come on. And if you're on a team like that, you should at least be like causing winning. Yeah, like which he was not. Um, like when Jake Fromm goes pro, he's probably going to be a late first round, early second round. He's going to be a first round. Pick. And they gave this guy at six, who's worse than him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how Daniel Jones like. I don't, like it feels like they had messed up. Maybe when they were submitting it, like that just can't be the right. Yeah, person they like put they in. misspelled Dwayne Haskins. Like, <laughs> yeah. So on the one hand, the Giants are idiots, but on the other hand, they drafted DeAndre Baker. So it's tough to say <laughs> what they're doing. I think they took care of their corner needs. So yeah, I'm they got a really good player, in DeAndre Baker. <laughs> I'm surprised he fell that deep because he's probably. Probably the best corner I could think in that. Yeah, draft. I think yeah, people are going to be surprised how good he is in the league. Yeah, he's he was really, really good really here. Good. And yeah. I was, I think he, early in the year, he was projected to be 10th or 11th. For him to fall to what, 30, I think, maybe 29, I was really surprised at. Yeah, I know. I was kind of disappointed. I think um, it wasn't super surprising. Like, this just kind of happens. Of it depends too. on needs, right? So I don't, I wouldn't count it like a slide necessarily. Uh, same thing with Dwayne Haskins, I think, because there was a little bit of buzz, like, oh, Dwayne Haskins is falling. I don't know if anybody else was really planning on taking quarterback. I think Redskins uh, were the only team that could have taken And they got a deal when they got him, too, yeah, so they probably... good for them. Uh, there's no Falcons fans here right now, unfortunately. Wish somebody was here to back me up, but we took a guard. Falcons fans were super angry about it. I, I like the pick. Yeah, I like it. Matt Ryan got killed last year. Like, we can't keep happening. We like a bunch, of, a bunch of people like left the offensive line. And we had a bunch of injury issues. Like, we need to get new guys. We also took a tackle. Uh, so, I don't know. I think the draft was fine. I think we have we have good personnel. Our defensive personnel is good enough. Uh, we just had a lot of injuries last year. I think our offensive personnel is really good. I think we there was this clear need at the offensive line, and I'm glad we drafted for it. But I do agree with you. I was kind of surprised about, like, the Falcons fans' reaction on Twitter. Yeah. Like, you can't. You don't always need, like, a flashy position, like a receiver or a corner. Like, sometimes you just need, like – the middle a guys solid to like guy. improve the team. Right. Yeah. Because well, most of the time those tackles, those first round tackles end up proving out. Like that's probably